the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Welcome to Healthcare Now with your hosts, Larry Jones and Dr. Mark Shayat. Want to become an educated healthcare consumer? Then join our discussion about all things healthcare and understand how to navigate our complex U.S. healthcare system. Now, let's join our hosts in the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones. And Larry, you know, it's a little quiet in the room today because the last two weeks we've had guests. We had had Ken Peach. Yep. You know, Ken Peach was great talking about his organizations and delivering access to health and and, and more rural counties. Great programs. Really good stuff. Great programs. And then Betsy Dovick. Yeah, Dr. Dovick. And bariatrics and weight loss and metabolic management. Man, what But it's just you and me today, Dr. Mark. I I guess we'll survive. (laughs) I mean, we've done done a lot of these shows by ourselves. Absolutely. You know, in the beginning, we didn't do that many, and I guess we got got kind of stuck on it, but it should be good. It's always fun. It is good. It is good. But you know what isn't good? Man, it has been so hot. Yes. I mean, I'm I'm from Florida. Yes. I've lived here as many years. We both lived here over 25 years. Yep. And this is really hot. Well, you know, <laughs> there has been a rise in preventable heat-related deaths, Dr. Mark, as I'd heat imagine. waves have been spreading across not only the U.S., but the globe the world. Yeah. in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. The World Meteorological Association, the organization, the WMO, has released a call to action asking governments – to step in and create heat action plans to prevent these heat, heat deaths. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if the numbers, because it happens every year, right? And, right. and it is does seem but like it's more regional. It's, yeah, it's, but I think it's a little more severe than I remember. Well, well I think yeah. that there have been a lot of records set, and I'm not. Get, yeah. I'm not. We're not talking about climate change. We're just no, talking about. We're, we're just. Yeah, yeah, we're just talking about nonsense. what's actually right. actually happening today. Yeah. That's a whole other yeah. story. Yeah, Dr. yeah, Martin. yeah. And I don't. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. So we don't get into that. We're not going to get into that, yeah. but but the, but the, the bottom fact line is, is, is we hot. know it, it, it's hot, <laughs> and um, you know, I I did I was over and I purposely took my uh, father in law. We went over to Europe for his right. fir- first uh, right. vacation visit, and right. I purposely said let's stay in more northern Europe, and we right. did, mm-hmm. and we were in Amsterdam on their hottest week in history, yep. <laughs> and yep. uh, and and in Switzerland the same thing, and the idea is people aren't used to the heat yeah, and they're not prepared for the heat. They're not, their houses are often not air conditioned because they don't right, need to be. Right. Even up North in the U S there's a Absolutely. lot of air conditioned. Absolutely. Homes. And you know, when I was deployed in Germany, there were areas mm-hmm. where they yep. just weren't used right. to getting that kind of summer heat. Right. And so it catches people off yeah. guard. I would say in Florida, you know, we're pretty sharp Most about it. Just have yeah, AC yeah. In Now we have a yep. lot of tourists that come yep. in and, yep. but yep. you're never going to, Check into a hotel in Orlando that doesn't have. That's right. Have, that's it might right. not may not that's be a good right. functioning air conditioner, right. but it's there, yeah, right? That's right. Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, most heat related deaths are not due to heat stroke, Doctor Mark, but more often impact people with pre existing conditions yeah. like cardiovascular and respiratory right. disease. Yeah, because Talk if you're to that for a minute. Well, I mean, if you you're basically if you are 
have a, have a chronic disease, right? Mm-hmm. One of the issues is, is that you're more susceptible to environmental changes right. or infection, right. or, or it really goes across the board. You're more mm-hmm. sensitive because you've got another other. You know, if if you're in great shape, you have a great healthy heart, you can yep. go you can yep. go run a marathon. Good lungs, yeah. Yep. I mean, you can yep. tolerate these these yep. challenges. You can, but when your fluid balance needs to be just so, not to stress yep. out the balance in your heart or in your lungs, that that can be yeah. that can be pushing. You know, in the heat. For instance, right. your heart rate's going to go up as you get dehydrated, right. Right. and you're going to start taxing yeah. the heart muscle just because it's got to keep yeah. up. And dehydration is a big piece of this whole thing. Oh yeah, that, yeah. well, I mean, that's yeah. it's definitely it's not it's not that you're thirsty; it's that yeah. your body needs that fluid to maintain circulation and maintain filtering yeah. of of all the chemicals yeah. that that you know we create and remove the waste in our kidneys. So sure. so that's a longer term thing, but in short term. It can just be like you're taking somebody and you're making them run a marathon. Right. And right. they were never in shape for that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. You talk about being in France and uh, Amsterdam. According to the uh, World Meteorological Association, the last 23 days up until yesterday are the hottest 23 days that have ever been recorded on Earth, Dr. Mark. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. And, yeah. and I will I will want to point out for our very careful listening listeners I didn't say I was in France, but you knew that I was, so you were still correct. Okay, <laughs> but right because yeah, Paris was not as was not as warm. Okay, uh, okay. but you were that, talking about Northern Europe. Yeah, but well, yeah, yeah but yeah. I was, but that you know, the, yeah. Paris is still pretty well north, and I think the uh, French yeah. Open was going on yeah. at the time, and uh, you know that that got through without incident. But yeah, it was definitely hot. Well, you know, the other issue is infectious disease is also a cause for concern when we're dealing with these heat waves. As the global temperature rises, carriers of infectious disease, such as pests and insects, also create a rising population and expanding their habitat. And if you recall, Mm -hmm. last week, there was a call about mosquitoes here in Florida. Yeah, yeah. We actually had a case of malaria down in Sarasota. I didn't realize there were, was it? 400 or 4,000 cases a year in the United States. I think it might have, it was 4,000 yeah. cases a year yeah, which of is, malaria in the United States, which I, is a lot more I than thought, I thought. I thought, yeah. yeah. And I guess some of it is people that travel in, some of it is not. Uh, but yeah. I did, I spoke yeah. to a physician down in Sarasota uh, on Monday, mm-hmm. uh, so just a, few, just a few days ago, and they said that, that they have really attacked the problem hard. And right. they haven't had right. any other cases. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's, but it is, it's, yeah. it's pretty frightening. Yeah. Did you see where the water temperature in the Keys had hit 101? Yeah. And you worry about in the freshwater, you worry about the amoebas. Yeah. I mean, anybody out of state yeah. that's listening to the podcast on this episode is probably not going to come travel down here. Probably not. But, but yeah. I worry a lot about our lakes. Because well, the lakes are definitely, but I'm wondering, are the amoebas an issue in the ocean? They are not. They are not okay. because of the salt okay. water. Yeah. Okay. But there are other bacteria in the ocean that yep. can tolerate the yep. salt water, yep. like the Vibrio species, and yep. and the algae blooms are way up. Yep. So when the algae blooms hit hit a certain right. level, you, know, you can have red tide if it's a certain yep. type of algae, yep. and we have Which a lot of fish loss. we get a couple times on both coasts. Yeah, we do. We yeah. do. Yep. The and the other thing yeah. was that that temperature of 101 in the in the Keys actually was bleaching out the coral reefs. Wow! In that area, yeah, it's, it's killing the live. It's coral. Never happened before. Yeah, so that, yeah. that's what. Yeah, because yeah. all the color from the coral yeah. comes from the living organisms, right? And, and you so know, I Dr. Mark, early, them. yeah, and early on, if you recall, I think it was either late May or early June, we talked about 
heat coming on, the summer coming on, kids right. out. And we talked about kids in cars. Yes, and and yes, yes. just yesterday, yesterday yeah. there was an incident in Fort Lauderdale yep. of a three-month-old baby left in the car for over half an hour. Right. It was the, the parents had gotten out to get a rental car, which yeah. made you wonder, are they yeah. not from and, Florida? And they didn't even leave the car running. Yeah. Well, they, uh, you know, they, they, you're not educated. Like, yeah. I, and again, I have no idea what the details are yeah. there, yeah. But, but you can imagine somebody might have flown in. Yep. You know, and they're not used to it being that it being, hot. It being that yep. hot and knowing how dangerous that but is. But when they went out, according to the article, when they or the report, when it came out 30 minutes later to check on the child, they were right. still renting the car. The child had was unconscious. Mm-hmm. But they rushed him to the hospital, and evidently the child's going to be okay. Yeah, but that is really frightening. And but we you're do, right. It's we, uneducation. Yeah, we, we can't really talk about that enough, I tell you, because yep. it happens so frequently. And I know that most of the cars now have a little alarm that says check your they back do. seat uh, or a little My flashing car, light. every time you turn the motor off, check, yeah, the, yeah, check, check the back seat. Check the back seat. And it's funny, but that guy, that's great. But at some point you get – you're driving along because, you know, you don't usually have a car seat in the back seat. That's Neither right. do I. Yeah. And the one time that we do, yeah. we've already learned to ignore that. That's right. That. So, that's so right. people just have to be diligent. Yeah. And, Particularly you know, these vans. They've got – Good systems in them now. The newer newer model vans about uh, the back seat area. Oh, do they have yeah. alarms for yeah, motion detection and, and stuff? In fact, you know, you know how if you leave your key, your remote key in the car, it won't lock. It won't lock. Yeah, they ought to do that. If you have a child in the car, it won't lock. Yeah, that way, if someone else sees that child, they don't right. have to break a window to get that child out of the right. car. No, well, I think that's another piece of it. Is if if you walk by a car and you see that. You know, calling the police is the right thing to do, exactly. right? And so yep. they can get out right. there with EMS, right. even if the child's looking fine. Because you know, even if you're you're not over calling it, it is a problem that's happening. If there's a child in the car without supervision, it's a problem. Exactly. And, and even if it's been yep. three minutes, it doesn't matter. Yep. You know, and and, and the, if you can save one kid's life yep. by being cautious like that, yep. so be it. And then the other thing about the heat in the summer, we warned people about swimming pools and yep, children. Right. There was a child last month in right. Central Florida that drowned in their yeah, backyard the, swimming the near, pool. The near drownings. Yeah, yeah. the near drownings. Yeah. yeah. Well, this was actually a drowning. Oh, she didn't make yeah. it. Didn't yeah. make it to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but both things are just a yeah. disastrous because they call yep. the near drownings or the kids that right. are never going to be the same. But right. it, it only takes. Just a few minutes out of sight. Three minutes, I believe. You hear, it is. The story's the same every time. It's yep. like, you know, they were plane. I look around. It couldn't have been more than three to five That's minutes right. and just thought, That's well, right. where are they? And we went out and looked outside, and you look at the pool deck, Can't and you don't see them. them. They're yep. on the bottom of yep. the pool, but nobody's yep. looking at the bottom of the pool. Yep. Yeah, exactly. very, very, very scary stuff. You know, I was a lifeguard all four summers when I was in college. Right. In Jacksonville at the city pools. Oh, yeah. And, uh, of course, that during that time, we were highly guarded around the pool. Sure. But we pulled out a lot of kids that just jumped in the pool and couldn't swim. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I, yeah. I did the same thing when I was in uh, yeah. high school and yeah. college. And right. it always amazed me. Some, some little one would go off the diving board. And start yep. flapping. I'd pull them out of the water. I go, why, why did you dive in there? I couldn't tell you yeah. how many times that happened <laughs> but to me. It, but it was the funniest story. It's like I asked one little kid. I was like, do you know, you don't know how to swim? No. And I said, why did you jump off the diving board? He goes, well, I know how to jump. Yeah. Because no, so my was, friends <laughs> wanted to. No, they, yeah. he was all on his own. He just knew he, he could jump. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But, you know, there's some good news out there, too, Dr. Mark. In Miami, mm-hmm. this past month, over 125,000 people in the Miami-Dade area, received letters stating that some or all of their medical debt was paid off. Wow. wow. By a billionaire 
foundation called Daniel and Jane Ock, O-C-H. Uh-huh. They roughly paid $264 million for 125,600 residents to pay off their outstanding medical bills. Well, that that's fantastic, but I cannot tell you how many questions that raises in my mind. So first of all, they they can't do it. They can't identify. They can't know who they paid for, right? Because that would be identifying. That's right. That's so, right. so they must go to like a hospital, or I don't know who they, whose money, who got the money, yeah. and then. Right. But then you got to wonder if. Well, know, it was re. It was uh, paid off through RIP medical debt through the Ock Family Foundation. Right, right. But you know. but let's say is this money that's that's owned by you know. Miami General, I'm just making up a name, Miami yep, General, yep. and they know that they've got all these people who have medical debt, right? And and, and this is great. I, I don't mean to yep. be shooting, but but yep. I wonder how deep they dove into saying, okay, these people yep. owe this much money. Right. How much money do they really, if they, if they paid you cash, yep. and I, I hope that that's yep. how they negotiated yep. it. They did. Because they but would have had, know, to, had to spread that out. Sometimes buying off medical debts dimes on the dollar. Right, that's exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so which is great. That's a huge, yeah. huge amount of relief. Yeah. So long as the, yeah. I mean, I, you just don't want to see the hospitals taking advantage of that. Exactly. But what an amazing thing! That's yeah. that's just that's and just fantastic. Evidently, this this Ock Family Foundation mm-hmm. over the years have paid over nine billion dollars in medical debt. So that's their people. thing. That's their that's main what thing. They do. Wow. Yeah. We we yeah. should uh we should dive should a little deeper into that. On the, on the, yeah. Well, I mean, it could should just be a functioning foundation from. Yeah. Well, we'll need to learn a little well, bit more. Evidently, about it. according to these statistics, one in ten adults. Roughly 23 million people in America have some kind of medical debt. Sure. Yep. Yeah. We've yep. we've talked about that a lot yeah, in the we past. Have. But yeah, that would be a that's that's yep. really a blessing. The way it to uh, way to get out of it. We need more uh, more of that to go around, Larry. Yep. What do we got coming up next? Well, we're going to talk about uh, big tech, how it affects patients, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, imaging and harm that it can do. All we'll right. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You have found Dr. Mark and Larry Jones in the Healthcare Now studios, and we are just going along with the, the heat yep. flow. Well, the, what do you got? The heat flow. The that's heat right. flow, yep, yep. <laughs> you know, in, an, in a recent article published by the Johns Hopkins Medicine, uh, an analysis was done estimated that 795,000 Americans die or are permanently disabled by diagnostic error each year. Now, let me just clarify. We're not picking on the radiologist today. Right. We're just talking about an issue. And that data actually concluded that 15 diseases account for close to over 50% of the total serious harms, including stroke, sepsis, pneumonia, uh, embolism, and lung cancer, Dr. Mark. So they're linking this specifically with radiologic procedures and diagnostic criteria, I guess. They're they're saying that on average, error rates among these diseases were anywhere from 11 to 17 percent. Wow, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. So, yeah, that's that's out of. uh, Yeah, I'll have to pull that that raw data. That that sounds like something to dig into. Well, one of the lead investigators at the Center for Diagnostic Excellence, a Dr. David Newman Toker, T-O-K-E-R, 
He made the comment reducing diagnostic errors by 50% for stroke, sepsis, pneumonia, pulmonary embolism, and lung cancer could cut permanent disabilities and or deaths by over 150,000 a year, Dr. Mark. Yeah, so so again, that that's not it's not radiologic. I mean, it looks like they're looking at a number of different things yeah. and and this is going to bring up something that we're going to have to talk yep. about on a lot of shows in the future yeah. and that's AI. Because that's right. the the answer here is it's not that we're not educating caregivers. Right. It's not that we don't have excellent caregivers. That's right. But there are things that that we can statistically we can improve upon right. and that's the area where ai isn't yep. big and scary yeah. i'm not saying ai isn't big and scary because it yep. is yep. but but that's an area where we really need to hone our talents exactly. in medicine yep. and uh you know we talk about this yep. at the medical school frequently yep. Yep. but in in both radiology and then and yep. in the uh in the lab departments we can use ai to recognize things that you right. didn't, wouldn't really think about right right well, you know, when it, when it mentions sepsis, and you can speak to this probably as good as anybody, Dr. Mark, you know, and my, my own uh, dad passed away from sepsis at age 92. Right. And the reason was he got uh, dehydrated and uh, was having prostate problems and, and ended up with sepsis, and it just took over his body. His, his body couldn't fight Right. Even with it's the, sort of like, even with the uh, antibiotics they were giving, right? It's sort of like what we talked about. Yep. If you've got a baseline stress on your system, that's right. You can't handle yep. sepsis. Is an sepsis is an incredibly common cause of death. It is the number yep. one killer of elderly, elderly age folks. people. And yep. and the the caveat there is the way it's defined. Mm-hmm. If you ever if you ever look at a death certificate, so they have to put a cause of death in, and the cause of death might not necessarily be the disease process, but an outcome. Okay. So like the cause of death might have been sepsis, okay. uh, but they may have come in with, like you say, prostatitis yeah. and urinary tract yeah. So, yeah. So it's sort of that last stage. Sometimes it's really confusing. And you remember with, with the whole COVID business, there was all sorts of rigmarole about how deaths were being counted yep. Yep. because people didn't die of COVID-19. COVID-19 was That's a right. syndrome. That's right. They died of yep. something that it was causing. And, and and the media went crazy on this saying, no, you're trying to hide all these deaths. That's it right. got so Well, the steep. hospitals, if you recall, were yeah. being paid more for COVID well, treatment in the hospitals. So they turned yep. around and said, okay, even though it may not fit our criteria for the cause of death, we want all of those that, that came in for COVID to be labeled, and then it flipped it the way. other way, right? right because you right, might have had right. someone who came right. in for a, a leg fracture, yep. and they happen to test positive yep. for COVID, and they have a fat embolist and pass away, and they're going to blame it on COVID, and it wasn't right. COVID, right? So, so these all these things are, are. I'm sure this is right. If if the the discussion, that's why I'd say it'd be fun mm-hmm. to look over that article a little more closely. Yeah. If if they're looking at things like AI right. or these areas, because because right. you know when you compare these different things, so there's some relationship between sepsis, pneumonia, pulmonary embolism, and cancer, uh-huh. but and and stroke. But are we talking about misdiagnosing or missing the diagnosis or delay in diagnosis? It's, I think it's more delayed diagnosis than it is misdiagnosis. Yeah, yeah. So well, they, isn't that what you? Well, I mean, this, it's sort of. Yeah. Well, I, th- yeah. I think I think I don't have enough to judge on that. They call but, it, but it error makes, rate, but it's really I think it's well, not that it's true error it's just it didn't get diagnosed quick enough yeah right well i mean yeah. it, it, it's yeah. like if, if somebody gets a study done and it's read out as okay and then it turns out that they had a problem and you look back at the study that it, that's an error right they yep. they, they yep. it's not yep. a, it's not 
misdiagnosis is a tough one because yep. you think you're giving them yep. some other diagnosis, yep. but you're not. In this right. case, you just missed the diagnosis. Right. And and I recall being in the business as long as we have, Dr. Mark, and you being a physician, and then I've dealt with a lot of radiologists. Breast cancer is one of the biggest diagnoses that now they pay more and more attention to with all types of new imaging that uh, they can pick that up at a very early age. Right, and not on this list, right. mainly it's because it's yeah. typically, not not uncommonly, but doesn't yeah. typically lead to death, right? right? If it's so, caught early so enough. So yeah. in, in that case, that's another area where we've, we're have we going to lean on AI mm-hmm. to look at mammograms and yep. pick up things that may not yep. be picked up by by the human eye right. and things that correlate better with, you know, how how many times do you hear someone say, oh, I've got a, you know, they had a mammogram and they have to go out and get a biopsy. Right. And most most of those times, fortunately, it's it's benign. It's benign, yeah. And so is there a way through AI that we can predict that more carefully right. Right. and we can right. decrease the number of procedures? And because any yeah. it doesn't matter what the procedure is, at some point, someone's yeah. going to suffer yeah. from the procedure. Yeah. So if we can decrease that, that's yeah. going to be a real positive thing. I would think that this article from the BMJ Quality and Safety from Johns Hopkins Medicine, with this alert that came out just this past week, would really send chills down the, the spines of most radiologists in this country. Well, Dr. Martin. I, well I want to be careful. I don't, yeah. This isn't about radiology. That's okay. what I'm saying. It's okay. not. It's not just Clarify about radiology. Well, no, I don't yeah. have. The, I don't have the article, but okay. but saying it, that that they're just saying a misdiagnostic error, right? And so I doubt that you know the sepsis was a diagnostic error from Correct. radiology, right? Um, so I, I just think that there, yeah. this is a generalized. Yeah. It's it's not it's yeah. not necessarily yeah. from from any types of X-rays or whatnot. Yeah. I mean, it can be. But it can just be that someone came into the emergency room mm-hmm. and said, no, you're okay. You just need a little hydration. And right. it turns out they had a stroke, right. right? You know, it's interesting. Let's talk about sepsis for a minute. We've actually been approached by a company called STP Labs. I think they're out of the Midwest. They do a molecular sepsis lab uh, uh, study. Di- yeah, diagnostic study. Yeah. And evidently it it is more than just a urine test that you check for sepsis or or well, you identify, don't see sepsis in, yeah, in the yeah, urine. identify yeah. what antibiotic to use, but evidently this molecular test identifies the right antibiotic that would have the most impact on that patient early on. Right. So there's a bunch of companies out there that, that, do that, that kind are, of stuff. well they're they're working with AI mm-hmm. for picking the right drugs and working with pharmaceutical companies who are coming out with a drug. Okay. And so they'll give that 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 drug's chemical makeup and activity mm-hmm. to a company that's it's it's not a wet lab. They're not using animals. This is right. all looking at the human genome okay. and predicting whether or not that drug has a chance of helping. Okay. And so the idea is is if 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 a drug company comes up and says, you know, we're looking at something to treat let's just say sepsis since we're yeah. talking about it. Yeah. And this is the drug we got. And so if the company then looks and says, well, this only has an X percent chance of working, then that drug company goes, okay, scrap it. Right. They just, they just right. saved hundreds of millions of dollars exactly. of development. Yep. Whereas if they say, oh, no, this is this is spot on, they, they can go hard yeah. and fast at it and then do all the studies. Well, evidently when a patient comes in and is identified as sepsis, they start pouring antibiotics at them. And yet still, and I think because of your clarification of how they code death certificates for one, right. they're just coded sepsis. But in many regards, the antibiotics don't work. Well, again, you, you're you're being a real generalist here. Okay, and, okay that's right, right. That's right. So, that's right. so sepsis is not just infection; it's okay. the reaction, the body's reaction 
to an infection. Okay. Right. Okay. So someone can die of sepsis and their blood cultures at death not not grow the bacteria that we said was causing it. Okay. Because the body's already said, okay, we got a problem here and it's overreacted. Okay. So that's where we start getting into that that yeah. that level. So so and all these yeah. things that's why we sort of have to look at the actual papers because the headlines are going to use yeah. the, the common words that people know. Right. And then because everybody literally and their brother has somebody they know that died of sepsis. Exactly. But any yep. ten of them had nothing in common yeah. with each other, right? You know, it's interesting. I'm glad you're talking about this because I thought to myself, if I bring this topic up on the show, what is the message for our listeners? Well, and our, I yeah. think it's double check, triple check, be your own healthcare well, advocate. Well, I think that's a, that, I think that's great that, advice for uh, almost everything you talk about, but yep. but you can't really do that here. Okay. So, so I think the goal here is is when we we talk about medical errors a lot. And, you know, and, and our, our attorney friends talk about them even more, right? Right. And they absolutely exist. So the setup for this, and I suspect where this is going, mm-hmm. is how do we decrease errors or misdiagnoses or get better at diagnosing things? Okay. It's not a, a finger-pointing blame kind of thing, and it's also not something that you're putting on the on the backs of the patient to know about. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you do – it kind of goes without saying is like you you want to go to places that deliver good health care right and defining what good health care is has to do with what their medical error rate is exactly so i i don't i don't really know there's any messaging for okay the the the, the listeners on this one uh but essentially when we talk about medicine i mean we have our own very complicated language and it makes it very difficult for like two people away from the first person to get the message to the right. to the next right. one, right? Yeah. So if somebody calls me up and says, hey, my sister's uncle is in the hospital, and whatever story they tell me is very unlikely to be accurate for right. me to be able to judge on it. Right. So right. you have to kind of get to the source. And and these, right. to, to be fair, Larry, all these studies are the same way. If, if you yep. only pick out a couple of words here or there, they're really not going to – You can pick gonna, it apart. Yeah, you yeah. can, yeah, yeah. You can really yeah. – you know, you're not going to – you can yeah. get very little out of it. Yeah, the one thing that hit me was if – you know, you're fixing to have a big surgery or you've been diagnosed something. Second opinions are never a bad thing, Dr. Martin. Right, right. Sure. But that's no, really but, but nothing to do I, with this. Yeah. That, right, yeah that's right, not yeah, right. that's for and, our listeners. Yeah. yeah. And, and the yeah, to, totally different topic. Absolutely. Yep. And and I think for on that different topic, a lot of people think, Man, I'm not gonna ask for a second opinion because I don't want to tick off my doctor. Exactly. We love second opinions. Right. And I See, would most I would, people don't think that. Yeah, right. And yep. I would warn that you know, with some exception, if somebody gives you a really hard time for that, that would raise a red flag for me. Exactly. Right. So, yeah. you know, you can See, take that to an extreme. Advice, Dr. Mark, but, for our listeners. But at the other hand, some things are just so cut and dry. Like when, you know, when your blood sugar is constantly over 220 yeah. and you need to start a med and you ask yeah. for a second opinion. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that then, then you're you're kind of pushing the envelope exactly. in the wrong yeah, way, right? I, you can probably make the physician mad at that point. Yep. Well, I think we've accomplished really confusing the listeners today, we have. and I hope I hope that adds some entertainment value. It's been a good discussion. It Dr. absolutely Mark. has, and I, I I can't wait to pick it up again. And I think you know the bottom line is it's hot. Stay cool, hydrate, and take care of your family. Sounds good. Back with more healthcare now soon. 
Thank you for joining us today on Healthcare Now. To find the answers you are looking for or have a question, you can reach Larry and Dr. Mark by emailing your questions and comments to follow us at healthcarenow.us. And we'll continue our discussion same time next week on navigating our complex healthcare system on Healthcare Now. On Healthcare Now. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.